Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I just want to take a moment to mention the podcast sponsor, retrogamestore.com.au. Head over there for all your Game Boy refurbish and repair needs. Screens, shells, buttons, and all the bits and pieces. And there's a complete custom build made to order service as well. Also, plenty more retro gaming goodness like video cables, display stand and power supplies, controllers, etc. And you can add the code PIXELPI at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, take a moment to say if you enjoyed this episode and haven't already, give it a subscribe or follow and a review where you can. And maybe you want to recommend the Pixel Pie podcast to anyone you know that would enjoy it. That'd be really appreciated. So, thanks for listening. And now let's get on with the show. Hey guys, my name's Johnny, Retro Gamer X1987, and you're listening to the Pixel Pie podcast. Hello, Johnny. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Scott? Good, good. I kind of wanted to start with, uh, here's Johnny. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> but, but people might know what might not know what that is, nor the original reference from The Shining. So let's not. I actually get that a lot. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You're a retro gamer X, so <laughs> you would get it. So, man, um, I tell you now, it's um. No offense to my global brethren, but it's refreshing to have an Aussie. Like you're only about an hour apart in time zone. And, you know, we're both just chilling on our couches on a Saturday Arvo. So there's less juggling. And um, yeah, man, I really appreciate you sitting down and having a chat with me. Um, you're, uh, so you're Retro Gamer X987. And um, I kind of, I, I don't know if I, we were sort of talking about before, but I recently, I'm, go- I'm soon going to have an OG Xbox and an Xbox 360. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I started sort of stalking Instagram and I followed you anyway. And I was like, Johnny's into Xboxy stuff. And I've been talking to him about coming on. So here you are. Thanks for having me. Um, it's good to be on. That's good. That's good. So, um, yes, Xbox is one of your things, but... Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself, mate. All I know is you're in Victoria and you've got a fairly broad interest in sort of retro gaming. I'm assuming you're born in 1987, so that gives people some idea. Uh, I know you're a dad and a husband, so maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you play, what you collect, and, you know, we'll, we'll sort of go from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I um, yes, I'm a dad. Um, I'm happily married. Um, so I have two, two boys, both under the age of five, so oh, they keep me busy. I bet um and yeah and uh regarding collecting um i collect pretty much everything to do with video games um so that can become quite expensive um Mm. because it's so broad but Mm. um pretty much uh from the master system onwards so i don't collect anything before that just because i didn't grow up with it and um you know how much how much can you collect it's never ending so yeah yeah, I, I I was sort of in a similar boat. I have a NES purely to play Tetris on, and I've always been. I don't need carts. I've got flash drives for every. Well, so ever drives for everything. And then, for some reason, one random Saturday Sunday, I picked up a original Famicom. And I was like, it's kind of cool. It was a good price. And now I've got um, 
I've got a drawer slowly filling up with Famicom cards. I've come into the drawer to it. I think I might be in trouble. Um, Taco, Ga- <laughs> Taco Games Australia. He's in. He's down in Victoria, where you are in Melbourne. And he's he's my personal Famicom club. So I sort of send him a few bucks a month now. And when I say I do, I've done it once. There's going to be a second one coming. And I feel that feeling of now there's carts. I'm going to be seeking. I never wanted this feeling, but I'm going to try and keep a lid on it. I'm going to try and keep it under control. And I'm just looking at one thing. Everything else is sorted. And you're one of those collectors that has to deal with eight or nine different consoles. So you poor bugger. It's a disease. Uh, 100% it is a disease. Um, And if you're like me, I like to have everything boxed and complete and that makes it even worse so i wish yeah. i could just if i you know didn't care for having a manual or a box it'd be much easier <laughs> and yeah. cheaper yeah so what's your sort of list off i'm um, just a, a like a short list of the consoles that you kind of collect for and you can put them in families and groups if you want but and if there's too many just stop when you feel like you've said too much um <clears throat> so original um og xbox um the xbox 360 I feel I'm pretty content with what I have there um, just because during that period, that was my main console and I brought a lot of games at that time. Right. Um, at that stage of my life, I was, yeah, flat out um, on the Xbox Live and online. So, mm-hmm. um, And then, yeah, obviously all the latest stuff for the Xbox I still purchase. Um, PS1 and PS2, um, mm-hmm. heavily into those. Uh, PS3 and PS4. I buy if I come across it, but I'm not heavily into them. And then, um, yeah, N64 for Nintendo is the main one I like right, right. collecting the, for. But I've just sort probably of probably the um, expensive one, right? Put a, put a hold on that one at the moment. Yeah, that's why I've just sort of slowed down on it, just because yeah. um, it's just so expensive. I can't really justify some of the prices. I'm happy yeah. with what I have, but obviously, yeah. you know, there's still some stuff I want to add in. Yeah, and you've got on your wall behind you a poster, which is um very Nintendo and Game Boy driven. So there's got to be a good streak of sort of Game Boy in your life, right? Yep. I grew up with the Game Boy, um, one of my first systems. So, yeah, I've got a a few games there. I actually forgot to mention my Sega stuff. So um, Mm. Sega Saturn and Sega Dreamcast, uh, very, very into them. Yeah. Um, At one point, uh, probably... For mid mid uh, twenty fourteen, um, just a little bit before that, I had a very good collection of the um, limited edition consoles, but um, I've moved on most of them oh, since then. But um, pretty much tough. all the rare rare consoles, I had all of them as well. Yeah, there's a um, there's an ODE, an optical drive emulator board that goes in. It's called the mode, and it goes into the Dreamcast or the Saturn, the same board, and uh, and I'm like. Because everything I've got, like the GameCube, PS1, well, those two have got ODEs, and it's like, you know, EverDrive for everything else. PS Drive, PS2 is just on a drive. But I'm like, I've always got my eye out for a Dreamcast, probably Dreamcast over Saturn. Which one, I mean, which one do you lean towards these days? And for what reason? If I had, if I could buy a Dreamcast or a Saturn, they're both in front of me, $100, pick one. I can only have one. Which way would you, what would be your advice to me? Uh, definitely Dreamcast. Considering uh, I'm going to ODE it too, so everything's free after that, you know. Yep, yep, yep. 
for me, I just find um, a lot of the arcade ports are more spot on on the right. Dreamcast. So, right. you know, obviously with um, the Saturn, uh, you know, the, the Daytona that they released, um, <laughs> it's not great. But, uh, mm. you know, mm. later on when they did uh, Sega Rally, that was pretty good, actually. It was pretty close. But, um, yeah, I just find a lot of the, the titles, the arcade titles on the Dreamcast are pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah. I see there's a, a there's a post on your Instagram of you in a a very brazen Daytona like uh I don't know if it's a hoodie or, but like a jumper with the whole yellow and blue and like that's fantastic. Is that OG or is that something you like a because everything's redone these days? Uh no, it's from a it's from a website called um Uncle Rico and right. um they just do a lot of um tops and things like that and because i've got the um the daytona arcade machine and yeah i had that uh jumper on sale yeah. so i had to get it yeah let's talk about that i have seen you've got a couple of arcade machines so what's the story behind those did what did you get them in pretty good nick and paid a lot of money or have you had to do them up or how did that how did that come about um a bit of both actually so uh the, it started off just I was only going to buy one, and that's how it always, you know, that's how these things wait, always wait, wait. begin. You've got more than one. <laughs> yeah, I got a uh, four arcade machines at Are the you moment. Serious? You've got four of them all yeah. linked up? Uh, no, no. So um, they're all different. Like um, I've got Daytona, I've got a Tekken three, Mortal Kombat oh, two, right. and a Point Blank. I thought you yeah. said I thought you meant you had four Daytonas all linked up. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Now that would be epic, though. Um, yeah. no, so I brought too. the I, I brought the um Tekken three, right? And uh, it wasn't working. So the um the screen picture was pretty bad. Um, I had no idea what I was doing or if I'd be able to fix it. But it was mm. um four hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. Um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, come with me with a Ute, and we um I I purchased it. Yeah. Uh, um, done some research, and I ended up buying a new screen for um. <clears throat> hundred bucks um mm. of facebook marketplace and um then i got uh the as a chassis which is pretty much the board that goes into the back of the screen yeah and connects to the game board that needed yep. to be replaced yep. and that was 150 bucks so basically oh, for about 600 bucks i had a working tekken 3 machine oh that's pretty rad you must have some pretty good um do you have like mates that come over and you know big tekken sessions and stuff like because that's a pretty like if you've, if you're a kid and your mate had a Tekken three machine and let's face it we're all still kind of kids now we can just afford six hundred dollars to put into a Tekken machine. Yep. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. So we we do have um, a fair few barbecues and things like that at um, our place, and whenever we do, all the machines get turned on. The kids love it, and Bitchin. even the adults love it. So oh. yeah, Daytona's a. It's kind of, it's super duper iconic. Like, especially, I don't know what it's like overseas, but for you and I in Australia, like I can remember, I don't know when, you'd know the stats when it came out, but I can remember even when I was, I'm like 49 this year and I must have been 25, 26, driving, I kind of grew up in Tassie, driving randomly, pulled up at a pub in like Sale down in Victoria, you'd be aware of it. And there was like, I remember like, a dude knocked his beer over on the Daytona machine, but like it was just, it's just everywhere. Every pub had like a pool table, some darts 
and a Daytona, a couple of Daytona machines. Like it's, and even now here in Brizzy at Netherworld, it, it just gets a flogging everywhere you ever went. If there wasn't a couple of Daytona machines, it's like, eh, you kind of missed it. You know, it's like that. If it wasn't outrun, it had to be Daytona. And most people probably prefer Daytona because it just, my wife will crush me by just enough every time. It's, it's always fun. Always fun. Yeah. So that's one of the, um, the main um, machines that I used to play. So I grew up going to the arcades and, yeah. um, yeah, between Daytona and Cigarelli, yeah. um, and then later on Scud Race. But um, yeah, the Daytona was just iconic for me. I spent so much money on it as a kid. And <laughs> when I was, even as a kid, you know, growing up, I was always like, I want to have one of these. And um, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to actually have two in my lifetime. Um, I right. had some uh, in 2014, I actually had one, a different version. It was an Aussie version. Um, and this is the um, Japanese version. So wow. this, this is probably the 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 best version you could get there's three different versions right. um so it's the better one sort of bigger screens and right. looks better um yeah so but yeah it just i never get sick of it um it's just my favorite pretty much my favorite game of all time i never get sick of it just you, i could play it every day and are you pretty um, good? my son my son actually is addicted uh yeah i like to think i'm okay yeah well so i mean my, you, you did look up my time sort of yeah, you'd looked around and you'd know what people are doing and you kind of, the occasional, like like in Victoria, you've got Bartronica, which is like a kind of like, I guess, a, a retro gaming bar, but it's a bit different to that. It's these sort of like um, barcades, you know, in the US and Europe. But this, I think like here we've got Netherworld and it doesn't feel like a barcade. It just feels more like a, sounds silly, more like a bar with a retro gaming kind of, vibe which is kind of a barcade but do they have it at bartronica daytona uh yeah they do yep yep and what are your times like on the bartronica whiteboard chalkboard of do they keep a record of stuff there they do but it's been so long because we've been in and out of lockdown i can't remember the last time i went there or what the times were so you remember um, if you were number one i remember i sort of have a yeah exactly no i I do see like the times on the machines that, um, that they have, you know, sort of yeah. whether or not they've been reset or not. But yeah, my, my times are decent. Yeah. Uh, it'd want to be. It's like if you're in tennis court, <laughs> you'd want to be able to play a bit of tennis, wouldn't you? Sort of thing. Yeah. So what's the, um, if it does get a bit of a workout, what's the kind of the maintenance like? And I guess you're sort of seeking out parts and things for a Daytona because it's fairly specific. It's not just like, oh, I need this stick and these buttons and I can kind of retro and stuff. How do you go keeping that thing alive? Because it gets, you know, your son's addicted to it and it gets barbecue action and stuff. Um, it's Look, it's not too bad, um, but I have had um, some issues with it. You know, it's almost 30 years old. So, yeah. um, you know, electronics weren't as great as they are now 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, so parts are becoming uh, very difficult to get for a machine, machine like that that um but yeah they and they can get um expensive so the machine was before i got it um it was sort of semi-rebuilt um and it's in, it's in pretty good condition so i've i've had um the chassis uh, um service so there's a guy up in wa called joe mac and he's one of the um experts uh, pr- pretty much on all arcade stuff he repairs all the boards pretty much for time zone and things like that yeah, right. and he's been great great helping me find find any issues that I've had um, in the past. So yep. I, I've sent them off to him to get serviced. Yep. Um, 
I, and I've just I started accumulating some parts um, just if I come across things cheap, mm. you know, like I got two brand new gearboxes from America for 30 bucks each, to oh, nice. just new old stock, you know, and I just had to, I had to take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the only problem is, is if you're not an expert on it and you're trying to fault find an issue can be a little bit daunting and difficult. Um, I've spent a lot of time researching online and, you know, through help from Joe Mac. Uh, his name's Joey, actually, but that's a business name, Joe Mac. He helped me through email a lot, you know, to fault find issues. And mm -hmm. I had like a board, which it's very hard to get replacements for, but um, I narrowed it down um, to that board. I sent it to him and he actually repaired it for me for free. It was just like a broken solder track and nice. I just paid the postage to send it to him and back. So it's people like him who've sort of helped me keep it alive. Um, the other machines, both of them have really been rebuilt, I guess, before I got them. Mm -hmm. they're, they're in good nick. Only the Mortal Kombat 2, the screen's probably on its way out. Mm -hmm. um, but I've learned over the journey that I know how to replace them myself now. So it's a good, yeah, it's it's a good skill to have, I guess. If you want to have the machines and mm. you don't know how to fix them, it, it can mm. get very expensive to have someone come out to... For sure fix them for you for sure for sure yeah um having three or four arcade machines is such a big thing compared to a bunch of consoles and games and you know like game boys and stuff um i can't possibly imagine like that's for some people that's all they can really sort of fit into their world is just i've got a tekken and a daytona um there's a guy, uh, I can't remember, his, they used to have a podcast. Um, uh, was it Arcade Perfect, Outrun 86? I think he's down in Melbourne there somewhere. can't remember his name. Um, but okay, he, I'm not sure if I follow he, him. So he's got a couple of outruns. I think he's got at least two outruns, and he's just recently rebuilt a Super Hang On. And it's like, that's, yeah, look, that stuff looks so good because it's not until you see it and you go, I remember seeing that, or I remember being terrible at that game. That's that's, that's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess um, let's maybe. Uh, I'm really interested in more of your regular collection, which then again is not regular because you have so much of everything. Um, what would be kind of your of the different consoles and things? What would be your probably most? I think I might already know the answer. Your most complete and probably what you're mostly satisfied with collection on what particular console. It's going to be 360, right? It seems like that's where you gave it most of the love early on. Yeah, um, definitely 360, the, I'd say, is the most complete. I'm most satisfied uh, with that collection. When did so, 360 come out? Uh, there was a lot of hype for me when that console came out. and I think it was around 2006 from memory, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, in Australia, anyway, I think it could have been a little bit earlier mm. uh, in the US. Mm. But um, yeah, it was it was like you know, sort of next gen. You know, the graphics was a big leap, um, mm. and I was really close friends with um, the employees at my local EB Games. So I oh. spent a lot of time Handy. after hours after the store was closed. They had a console there playing it. So um, yeah, I got the console um at launch midnight and you know just playing online and the achievements i remember uh that was just something so new at the time mm. so 
that sort of switched switched me over from mainly being you know ps2 i guess to yeah. um to xbox and since then i've stuck with the xbox just because i've you know got all the achievements on my gamer tag and yeah i had so many um so many games at that point uh for the 360 so that'd be the one i'm i think i'd been most satisfied with i hardly i hardly really look for any games for that mm. when i'm out hunting mm. so the og was the og xbox was that did you own that prior or did you kind of after you got the 360 because you said you sort of switch from ps2 to 360 and then you're like oh, i'll go see what the og was about and you kind of like that became your like retro microsoft xbox thing no so pretty much uh since the ps1 Pretty much every console I've purchased that launch. Wow. Every single one, whether it be Nintendo, Microsoft, PlayStation. Um, right. but, so I got the OG, OG Xbox at launch. I got it at launch, but um, it was just sort of, I think, between the PS2 and the OG Xbox, I'd probably spent more time and had more games for the PS2. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, once, once the Xbox 360 came out, it was sort of... Um, a game changer, you know, with the so much online. Mm. Um, it was just everything was integrated into it and the achievements yeah. and the gamer tag. And yeah, so P- I had the PS3, I got the PS3, but um, I really, PS3 and PS4, I've, and now PS5, I've just used them for the exclusives. Yeah. And Xbox is my main console. So any third party game, I'll just get that on Xbox. Right, right. Um, and you've got the latest Xbox, whatever they call that. I can't keep up. Yeah. Series X. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, insane. It's interesting the last sort of with the X and the PS5 and the lack of being able to get hold of them and stuff. It's, it just seems like such a load of baloney. I'm sure they just kind of like leaked them out and went, let's a little do a bit of market research. How much are people willing to pay for these things? Oh, okay. Well, when the X2 comes out, guess how much we're going to be charging? Kind of crap. It's just bullshit. I don't, I don't buy it at all. I don't. It's it's pretty bad. Like I get a lot of people, um, a lot of people messaging me, and you know, they're sort of really flat because I've missed out um, on on getting them. So I try and do my best. If I'm online and I see them pop up, I always try and post it on my stories. You know, and mm. I've. Um, you know, private messaged a few people that I that I knew that were looking for for them, and mm. I've helped a few people, so that makes me feel good. Get them and not have for to sure, pay for sure. You know, um, scalping Scalp- prices. Yeah. So it's yeah. legit, right? So for someone like myself who's not really chasing one, but I only hear and see what I hear and see. But you're saying that like legit, there are people who have wanted a PS5 or a Series X. And for whatever reason, just haven't been able to just find one to buy yet. Yeah. So everyone, um, even on Facebook, you know, a couple of the gaming groups that I'm in, you know, people are just really getting fed up because they can't, they can't get them. And I sort of, I have a little bit of a luxury where I am able to be online. So during the day, so um, I do see them come up and I, you know, I try and help people out, you know, message them and get them. But yeah, yeah. Um, you just, supposedly um you know there's some there's some chip shortages um yep. and they, they reckon that that's going to go on pretty much for a majority of this year mm. uh, um but 
yeah, you know, just when you see people buying them or selling them on Facebook Marketplace and they've got five consoles there and they're selling them for a thousand bucks each um, to make money and, mm. you know, people get desperate, you know, they're paying it. They want to get the kids a Christmas present mm. or something like mm. that. You know, it's, I wonder it's a if it's, situation. I wonder if it's ever awkward. I mean, look, to me, a thousand dollars doesn't get you a lot. I mean, some people go through a phone, they might do a new iPhone every two years. And, you know, you're pushing twelve, thirteen hundred dollars for phones now. So, and the, a phone is fairly handy, right? It can you can spend, you can solve most of your life problems through a phone these days. Whether it be bills, communication. If you can't take a poop, your phone's there for you. You know, the whole it does everything. A console isn't as flexible, but it's a pretty impressive. You know, like piece of kit so a thousand bucks doesn't really seem like much and i wonder like if i'm a dude who wants to buy the xbox for my kids and this guy's got five and i know full well i should be able to get one for whatever six seven hundred dollars this dude's gonna ask me a thousand dollars like i wonder if there's anybody like come on mate you've been a bit of an ass wipe can't we dude's like good you want the xbox or not kind of thing you know must have happened Surely it has happened. Um, yeah, I've I, I seen an ad uh, for a guy selling one on Facebook Marketplace and he had a full Q&A on there saying, you know, don't ask me for it to be cheaper and this is yeah. why I'm selling them at this cost and yeah. things like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's just the principle, you know, they don't appreciate that you can't get them and, you know, mm. some person has five of them selling them just to make money. But yeah. that's with everything now. It's not only video games. It happens with shoes and yeah, sure. computer graphics cards. And sure. it's just, um, it's not great, but it's just the way of the world, I think. Yeah. I think, uh, was it like the Steam Deck? You had to put like 40 bucks on or something like that. So at least there was a, if a dude wants to buy a hundred, he's going to make an initial outlay. Um, so I guess that was a really simple deterrent. Some people may still put, um, I think. I'm pretty sure at EB Games, if you pre-order uh, the PS5 or the Series X, you have to put $200 down. So, mm. And I, I know with JB, you had to, I think with JB, you had to pay them up front. Right. But that's still mums and dads, right? I mean, the dudes that are, and females, you know, anybody can scalp. But the people that are scalping are probably getting these from a online source and just buying 10 at a time. Like, I don't suspect they're getting... I would have thought that maybe JB being and NEB Games being wanting to be respected by the gaming community would have said, look, we're not selling 10 at a time. It's just we know why and we're not supporting it. Um, I would hope. I'd, obviously, I have no idea and I would be not surprised if they're fine with it. But I suggest that some dude behind a counter is like, man, I'm feeling really shitty about selling you these 10 because I know you're about to make a bunch of people's lives at least $400 poorer than they deserve, you piece of crap kind of guy. Yeah, no. they do have they do have limit one per person. Yeah, So that's okay. good. But look, at the end but, of it, like you said, it, it happens with everything. I mean, if there's a person that's not really working and this is how they're making their money, everybody needs a hustle. You know, it doesn't mean they're an evil person. You just feel for the people that are kind of like, oh, I mean, I just, I just want to give my kids an Xbox or I just want an Xbox. You know, I don't want to pay 
almost twice the price. So there's two sides to it. I don't want to sound like a scalper basher, but it is kind of rude, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the OG, um, like, so my mother-in-law has just, or my parents-in-law have just, they're helping someone get rid of some stuff. And she sends me some photos of like, do you like Xbox? I'm like, I guess I do. Like I'd seen them a few years ago. People had like, um, sort of jailbroken them, put emulators and stuff on them, and I'd seen someone playing one one night. I kind of grew up more around PlayStation stuff, but even then, I was a bit older by the time the Xbox came out. I was doing other things, and she's like, "Oh, blah blah blah, send me some photos." I'm like, "Look, I don't know." I flicked through Facebook, and she's like, "I think all the cables are here." Um, she doesn't really know what it is, but she's going to kind of get rid of it. And there's a few games, and I was like, "Okay," a whole bunch of girls. I'm like, "Look, I don't know. They're kind of old. It might be janky." I'm happy to give her, say, a hundred bucks. And um, let's just take it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, she's in a bit of a spot. It's fine. Some petrol money for her. Yep, no worries. So then, like two days later, she messages me again and says, Oh, so all these controls and games are actually for this other Xbox, blah, 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 blah. So it's a 360 as well. So I basically got a three, but she said, I think the 360 is missing a video cable or something. I'm like, probably HDMI. I can resolve that. So anyway, I'm getting these two Xboxes with a bunch of controllers and a bunch of games and stuff for a hundred bucks. I'm like, I got to win out of this one way or the other. So then I started looking at what am I going to do with this OG Xbox kind of thing. So the first thing I looked at was, um, I was like, because I've already got a PS3 kind of like plumbed into my monitor, which two has two HDMIs because the TV gets used for, you know, other family stuff. Um, like I've already got that there. So I'll get a HDMI switcher. And I also, I kind of like, I take the audio out of the PS3 just straight into a little old stereo, which has got a sub and stuff. And then I'm like, all right. And I'll get this little like thing that passes through HDMI, but it splits the audio off. So I can have multiple consoles going video this way, audio that way. And I look at the OG Xbox cable. I'm like, it's RCA. It's not even HDMI. 480p. And I was like, was it that long ago? I was astounded because I've watched all these videos on the um, the Rocky Five jailbreak and hot swap and bigger drives and Splinter Cell and saves and stuff. And I've got all this bits and pieces coming to do it. But yeah, I was astounded when I found out that the Xbox OG was 480p RCA because uh, I just thought it was going to be HDMI. I don't know. I was confused. Yep, it is. Uh, it is retro, or it's retro to me anyway. Two thousand. Got to be retro. So, yeah. yeah, it is a long time ago. So yeah, I guess I was just a bit kind of like I don't know why I was so astounded why the Xbox was on RCA left, right, and a video cable because I kind of like I looked at the Wii that we have and things like that, and I was like, I guess that was later in. Because the Wii I've got runs on component, and I always thought that, and I think there was always questions like, why wasn't the Wii on HDMI, but the Wii U was? So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can. Is that kind of what was going on? Like the PS One was RCA, the PS Two was RCA, so it does fit. But I was confused. I'm sorry, world. <laughs> I think just at that time, um, it wasn't really HDMI. It wasn't really standard until. Uh, PS3 and Xbox 360. Mm. Um, the Wii, the Wii system was sort of. Um, I don't think it was really powerful enough, and sort of cost, cost um, sort right. of kept those features. It wasn't. Yeah, it's not really. You know, it was yeah. so, sort of focused on 
you know, yeah, gimmicks, right. I guess. Yeah, I have a Wii U and I think it's freaking gorgeous. Um, it's currently hooked up to the main TV for Mario Kart, but we don't seem to do that anymore. So part of my, what I am going to probably do is I'll take the Xbox OG output and put it through an RCA to HDMI converter. I've done that a few times for the projector. I think that'll be okay. So I'll put like the PS3, the OG, the 360, and I'll bring the Wii U in here and put them all through this little uh, HDMI switcher. And that'll be good because yeah, the Wii U is, uh, have you, I was just flicking through your stuff before when we were talking, I was like, I don't see any Wii U in your stuff, but it may just be, I haven't flicked far enough. No, I do have, um, I'll be honest. Uh, I do have, um, of course you do <laughs> some Wii U and Wii stuff, but, they're probably my least favorite Nintendo consoles, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Um, I, I did see you've got a couple of the like, uh, like sort of special edition Wii controllers, like Mario and Luigi in box. They're pretty rad. That's right. Yep. Yeah. No, I've got, um, I, I never take out my Wii uh, or Wii U. Um, Wii U. I've just... Not in public anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dad um, joke. <laughs> my wife wouldn't be happy with that. No, yeah. she would not. But um, I had a spare, um, my, before I met my wife, she actually had a Wii console and I, um, I took, it, took it out because I was going to clean it up and just sell it because I've got no use for it. But um, mm. I went to test it before I listed it and my son seen, uh, seen me load it up and put Mario Kart on there and he just asked me to play it all the time now. So I've just left it in there and he'll constantly play Mario Beautiful. Kart. You know, the, the Wiimote is um, something new to him. So Yeah, it's cool. It's um yeah my daughter and i went through that she's 11 nearly 11 now but you know in those few years i think around eight or nine ish you know because because the elastic banding if her and i played together i would be able to be way out in front and she can't be with that fifth and sixth and then if she played without me then she would do better but i always said to her if you ever beat me at mario kart on the wii i'll give you 50 bucks and it happened. She beat me. And she's pretty good, and I'm fine with that. You know, I guess that's fine. Our whole life revolves around financial incentives, so it's okay to tell your child this is what you can have. Um, you got so much cool stuff. I just like while we're talking, flicking through your Insta, like let's see down here this like Sonic PC collection thing, which looks like a mouse pad and a mouse or something, and just. So much random stuff. You're like, it never astounds me the level of merchandise that the gaming industry has just pumped out. And you have so much of it, dude. Sonic Anniversary PC Pack. PC Collection Game, Mouse Pad, and Mouse. What the? That was, um, I picked that up. I think they were just having them on clearance at um, Big W. And from memory, it was about 20 bucks. And um, I just... I couldn't say no to it. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a problem I have. But, no, and I, I, um, I haven't even opened it. It's just been yeah, yeah. sitting sitting in the cupboard. But um, it's, it's weird things you pick up. So you see this here, no one else can see it. But this is this massive, like, eight-inch, obesely gymmed up, huge chest, almost like chibi-type Black Power Ranger in a box. And I was going home from work at the day past an IGA, which is one of our smallest sort of chains, and it was sitting in a trolley and I was grabbing bread and stuff. And I looked, I was like, yeah, six bucks. I mean, I don't know. 
That's what awesome. Gonna, you what am I going to do with up. six bucks? I'm going to say, I'll grab it and I'll just leave it like that. And maybe one day my daughter will be able to buy a car. What that's worth. I don't know. Yeah. Stupid. But it's like, I have no interest in power. Rate. I'm like six bucks. It's still in the box. It's seems okay. You know, it's hard when you just see things you like, just little things. I, I have a similar problem with you. I just don't have the commitment. <laughs> so where do you, um, you must go through phases, right? In order to have all these different collections kind of evolving and stuff, do you do you get time to play much? So it is, I do find it difficult to to get time. Um, I mean, real life, start, a dad of two kids and stuff, that's, that's the first barrier. Yeah, exactly. So I get up for work at 4.30 in the morning and um, yeah. by the time I put my kids to bed um, yeah. at night, um, I'm going through a spell at the moment where I haven't really played for two weeks. I just have no energy to, mm. um, to do it. But um, I have this um, unrealistic uh, thought in my mind where um, I collect these games and one day when I retire, I'll be able to, to play them all and finish them all. <laughs> yeah, and I know yeah. that's never going to happen, but no. um, it's nice to think like that. But um, You have to justify look, the get... purchase at the time, don't you? And that's how you do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I get about an hour or two a night, um, yep. you know, when I'm sort of into it. And I have been playing um, Halo a lot. Is your wife the oldest? No, not really. So she loves um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, beautiful. Um, she loves that. And she'll jump on the Daytona and play with us when it's on. But um, she's not really she's not yep. really into gaming. But she's very supportive. Um she she's an eight an enabler she allows me to do all this and supports nice. me so yeah i have one of those it's fantastic it is good it is good so yeah um yeah. but yeah on the weekends and you know an hour or two at night is um is when i get to play but i try to make sure you know um you know the lawns are mowed and i spend time with my wife and kids and, mm. and then game, gaming comes last must be a little bit tricky um having the two boys because they're at the age where everything's cool and they want to touch everything and you're like you want to um like this room here that i'm in it's like if i move the camera and this it's pretty tight like it's enough it's just enough room for you and i probably sit side by side looking at my 29 street tron and we'd be bumping elbows so there's enough room for me to sit in this chair and spin it turn around there's not a lot of room and the narrow entry and stuff when my daughter comes in here who's 11 well ideally but i'm like just can you not move fast can you just keep your arms beside you and just chill please because you could easily flick something that's irreplaceable to me i love you and maybe just leave um it would be easier but so how do you kind of deal do you have to have a at this phase in your life as a dad as a collector a bunch of stuff just away and when in five or six years when the boys have got maybe a bit more respect you can pull a bunch out and you know you can everything will come bloom again you know yeah um I'm actually pretty lucky. So both of my boys, they do come in, come into my games room, um, but I think they they sort of know how pedantic I am. Mm. Um, the the younger one, he's he's turning three. Um, right. but my my elder boy, uh, he's five and a half, and he's yep. pretty good. But they yeah they'll come in here and they'll mainly just sit on the couch. Um, Alex, who's my my older son, he he plays a lot of games with me, so we'll sit down and play together. And Chris, who's my younger boy, he just gets a an old third party controller, and he thinks he's playing with us. Bitch, so they're, they're, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty good, and you know, we'll sort of just, yeah, yeah, 
but um yeah i some of the more expensive stuff or boxes and things like that they're sort of away in the cupboard i've got cupboards yeah. full of all my stuff everywhere are, did you are you um i asked this of lots of people because i've actually started pondering the concept myself do you have any specific insurance for your collection um no so the arcade machines i have added on but um with the other stuff and and that's one of the reasons why um all my limited edition dreamcasts i ended up selling off because that i co- i collected them and then i was at a point in my life where um i'd brought my i'd split up with a partner of mine and i'd yeah. brought a town townhouse and um i was in that townhouse on my own and i didn't i didn't set anything up so i just had a whole spare room full of video games yeah. And those consoles were in there and some of them were worth at that time they're worth more now, three thousand dollars each. Wow. And just like if I'm not home and you know the house catches on fire or something yeah. like that, like that they'll never be replaced. So the you know, you might get um from insurance, you, you might get, you know, a JB Hi-Fi voucher to mm. the value of that item, mm. but I'm never gonna be able to go and buy one again. No, marketplace, so I, whatever value sort of crap, you know. Yeah, so that's why I got rid of those consoles, but um, yeah. Good on you, because sort of, it's uh, like, it's such a selfless act. There's a lot of people were like, no, no, I've got them, I've got them, I'm keeping them. Um, to release them back into the wild, it's, you're one of those rare gamers that like, if I don't really need it, and I don't, if someone else wants it, I'm happy to move it on. Um, it's a, it's a different breed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to have them sometimes, you know, some of them now they're just going for some insane pricing. Like I had a, um, uh, Sonic, Ad- uh, adventure. It was a 10th anniversary and it was actually signed by, um, Yuji Naka, the creator of Sonic. I'm shaking uh, my head with a him. big grin right now. No one else. Yeah. Can see that. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, it's just some of those things that's, you know, there was only like 40 of them in the world oh my lord that's insane yeah so i think from memory that was around three thousand, and that was um 2014 or mm. it was probably even more than three thousand. and now you won't even see one come up for sale and if you do people are probably going to be asking 10 grand or something you know something Lordy. crazy yeah yeah that's insane so, yeah i mean the dreamcast the satin they're just that they're just on that edge of you know if my retro gaming is kind of like a, you know, a company that can explore space, I just don't quite have the boosters to get out to the Saturn and the Dreamcast right now. And if I get there, I'm probably not going to come back. It's going to be a one-way trip and I'll have a Dreamcast and there'll be nothing I can do with it. I can remember there's a, there's a retro gaming store here in Brisbane, a pretty typical one. It's, and it's like, I remember sitting there just looking for Game Boy stuff a few years ago, probably about three years ago now. And a guy just walked in, he was talking to the guy and blah, 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 blah. And over about 15 minutes, I watched him start to, the owner start to run around and he basically bought the guy's Saturn and like 35 games. And I, and I reckon the shop owner's like, all right, everybody out, I'm shutting, I'm going home now. <laughs> I think I'm done for the day. Um, it must have been a good thousand bucks right there and then, like insane, you know. Yeah, it's um, it is it's, it's getting, like that's why with the sixty four stuff, I've just slowed down at the moment, and I, I don't think, you know, the prices have gone up. I don't think they can sustain, uh, this level. Maybe they will. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't think so. But, yeah, it's just I don't. Yeah, I can't justify, you know, 
mm. that type of money. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, here in Brizzy and Queensland, you know, like you you look on say Facebook Marketplace for Game Boys, and it doesn't matter what it is, whether it be a DMG or a Pocket or an SP or a Color, it can be in good condition or it can look like it's been sitting in the bottom of someone's rubbish bin all its life with greater batteries. And people will say, you know, retro Game Boy, excellent condition, $150. And you're like, God, I can't wait for that to be over <laughs> because it's just, it's unrealistic. Um, it's just unrealistic, unfortunately. And most of these people aren't people that know anything about them, but they've seen one go for 150 and it's this real false market. So hopefully people aren't getting sick of them and just binning them. They're kind of like, oh, well, it's not going to sell now. I'll put it back in the cupboard. And in a year or two, if things settle down, they'll come back out for 80, $90 is a bit more realistic when you want something to reshell and stuff, you know? So I can't imagine what the actual market is like for just, I don't quite understand sealed items. I dabbled with Pokemon. I bought a sealed, um, which one did we get? The Champions Path Elite Trainer Box gun. I'm just going to buy it and I'll put it there. A buddy of mine bought one and made like three grand off cards. I was like, oh, well, you can, obviously. But I'm like, who in their right mind's going to buy this? sealed box of pokemon cards off me for 300 400 one day when that's when it's worth like i wouldn't could be a bag of sugar for all you know right yep yep exactly um yeah the pokemon cards is crazy uh, i'm in a few groups on facebook and just when i see people selling those boxes and yeah you know it's twenty thousand dollars for you know a box of original cards yeah, from the late it. 90s is just yeah. crazy just, yeah it is it's it's insane but it's the biggest the most expensive scratchy you've ever bought <laughs> yeah. scratchy for those that know me like those little lottery cards you scratch the numbers and stuff like you really don't know what you're getting it's unreal no and it's got to be graded to be of a real value and so you still like there's there's levels of success there um do you have any graded um games or books or any of that sort of stuff that you've got because i I start to see games get graded now and i'm like oh that's a bit odd like there's a lot to look at you know it's not no 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 graded games um i've got a couple of sealed games um that i just sort of didn't go out of my way to get them but um i just picked up like a big xbox lot not that long ago um and it just had like a sealed uh project gotham racing in there Mm. i've got a shenmue 2 for mm. uh og xbox yep i had an open copy and then when there was like a clearance sale that game was there and it's one of my favorite games so i brought it was like 20 bucks right um I yeah just, i got a couple but not yeah. nothing i just pick up random stuff like a few weeks ago my daughter and i picked up um links crossbow training on the way for like two bucks it was on gumtree it was around the corner i'm like i don't know like I hear it's a terrible game, but one day someone's going to be, man, I'll give you 60 bucks for that. It's like, it's the missing link in my Zelda Wii collection. And be like, sure. Okay. That's fine. You know? So it's, that's, that's very opportunistic and a very minimum budget is my game pickup because like, I don't need them. Everything's on a hard drive or a, or a EverDrive or a something, you know? So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I, while we're talking, I'm looking at this satin here. It's one of the cream ones that you've got. And 
it's a pretty gorgeous looking thing hey like the controller and everything it's a gorgeous looking thing that um that one is uh one of the the white ones but it probably looks cream because either there's a filter on it or it's a little bit yellow right uh, that's that's a japanese um that, those white ones were only released in japan and a lot of the stuff from japan um i don't know why i don't know what it is but um it's i think a lot of the stuff is yellowed over there because um they smoke a lot inside yeah right yeah so you'll see like a lot of their white systems um you know from that era uh very yellowed Mm. um yeah i had i had that i've I've still got that white one um and previously i had uh the christmas nights pack which um that one was like brand new but um i i'd moved that on a while ago so so, but they are nice. most of these cool sort of specials have you brought them over yourself purchased them from someone over or have you um kind of purchased them here at the right time um it, it was a mix uh a lot of it i was on um these forums uh you know probably over 10 years ago Before now Facebook they don't even sort of thing yeah and yeah. um a lot of them yeah i just purchased from overseas or websites now it's sort of hard to mm. hard to do that sort of stuff now and you know some of them are on ebay but the guy was you know close to me and um you know i'd go and pick it up in person but um mm. yeah it's a mixture of everything a mixture of everything mm. Mm. i've got a buddy at work and he's got like an n64 a yellow like pokemon center pokemon uh game boy color He's got a loose copy of Conquer's Bad Hair Day for N64, for those that don't know what it's for. And I keep hitting him up and just, you know, stuff he had with his kid and he's showing me photos. Everything's a great nick. I'm like, what do you want for it? He's like, nah, not selling it. I know it's worth something. I'm like, it's just sitting in a box. At least I'll put it on a shelf. Kind of thing, you know, but <laughs> this, is, this is happening everywhere. Like we just had the big floods up here and, you know, you went through Sydney. I don't know what happened in Melbourne, but so many houses just got, and I know this sounds very selfish because lots of people have lost a lot of very valuable stuff, but that's a, a piece of time when, so much retro gaming stuff that we're sitting in boxes in basements is probably now in landfill and you're like dude just let me buy it off you before your house floods or something terrible you know um yeah have you ever had any kind of like like really good pickups where you're kind of at a garage sale and someone's like 20 bucks for the box man and you're like knowing in your heart oh my god trying to contain yourself um so lately i've been trying to uh buy buy things um from op shops and garage sales and things like that um i guess i'm at the point where i'm trying to sustain you know buy sustainably this stuff you know so if i buy pick stuff up you know for cheap but i know that i don't need it on sell it so then i can then buy something that i want and sure. um, supply your own habit with the profit from the ex- sale yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so um shout out to um two happy gamers craig beck and craig they're both lovely people but um yeah craig gave me a lot of great advice but um i had a really good deal a couple of weeks ago um uh it was on facebook marketplace and it was an og xbox but uh it was the halo it was a halo pack and i promised myself i'd never just buy different box variants but um yeah. i couldn't pass this one up so it's a halo um variant 
the combo uh, combat pack. It had 70 games, a couple of controllers and things like that. Um, and I only wanted it for the console. Um, so I went there, I brought it, it was 500 bucks. Um, I got, I kept the console and um, I took out, I reckon about 10 games um, and I got rid of the rest of the games, traded in the rest of the games mm. and I got most of my money back. Oh, like nice. I almost got all of, you know, all of that. So while I was there, the guy actually gave me this old Sega. It was so old. It was before my time. It was a C. Um, With the Mark II or something. No, it was uh, SG3000. I think Holy it was. Holy shizzle. Yeah, it was so old and four games. And so by the time I, I sold that Sega, I had no interest in it. I sold that Sega. He just said, I oh, like, I know that you collect them. You know, we sort of got to talking a little bit. Yeah. So by the time I sold that Sega and I sold the games that I didn't want, I got the console for free. Yeah. Um, and then the guy messaged me the next day. And he said, oh, by the way, I found all these controllers for the Xbox. You can have them for free. One of them was still, it was OG, the Duke controller. It was open, but it still had all the original packaging. Wow. Um, So I got, you know, four controllers the next day for free. Um, And that was like, yeah, one of the the better bargains I've I've had um, lately. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Vinny's and Salvo's, Salvation Army and Vinny's, which are the, here in Australia, the op shops, you know, or like, I think they call them thrift shops overseas here and there. But I find Salvo's isn't too bad, but Vinny's is like, they're onto it. Like some Vinny's, they, I've seen one of those green Xboxes a few months ago, like in the cabinet, and I had like 280 bucks on it. I'm like, that's not an op shop price. Let's put it on Facebook. Like it's, that's bonkers. But even... I see a lot of their stuff can be a little bit like above op shop market price. The 360 that I've seen a few times come up recently, which I like, I nearly bought one, but it looks scuffed. Another one was in really great condition, but didn't have the controller. It's the the one where the 360 is like R2D2 and the controller is the C3PO gold. Yeah. Oh, I saw the one Star Wars one. Yep. I saw one for like 200 bucks a little while ago and the the, it had the controller but the whole thing just looked beat i was like if i want to get one i would rather spend that sort of 300 and have a, re- a really pristine one like because that i'm into droids and star warsy stuff and um yeah so if you're seeing it going cheap let me know because i could be I'll interested sh- <laughs> i'll shoot you a message i actually had uh so that star wars system so when i was obviously at that time heavily into xbox 360 I had that Star Wars uh, console. I had um, the Gears of War 3 and the Halo 4, and they were all unopened. I just brought them to keep them sealed. Holy I kept them moly. sealed. Yeah, and I, I did sell them, like, and I sold them, you know, and now that now they'd be they'd be worth a bit more sealed, but um, I sold them fairly cheap. <laughs> Back in, in 2014, I went through a stage. I've probably gone through twice in my life where i was like ah, oh, i'm not into video games anymore i'm not into <laughs> collecting and, and uh, yeah sold some back. stuff off yeah, yeah so hmm. yeah there's yeah. a there's a chick on uh, instagram called jack rabbit gamer and i started following her a couple of years ago and she bought this like heaps of cool stuff anyway but she bought basically what she um claimed was pretty much a complete n64 collection of mostly loose carts and she paid like 
three grand for it all, like in the US and was just, it was a garage sale. The woman was like going through a divorce and she was just tipping the house on the footpath sort of thing. Like just tables of just bringing stuff out and just trying to move stuff. And I think she did the right thing and kind of negotiate. I'm not sure, but I think she negotiated like what was a fair price for the lady. And, um, and then it was like six months later and the, her room is empty and she sold everything. And I was like, uh, yes. and I was like, how does one do that? Like, how does one, I, I understand I've done a few hobby resets, but how does one just clear out everything? And she had a PC and I don't know, she probably playing Apex for six months. And then, and now I think just the other day she spent like, well, she swapped like a, Think like a switch for like a Q, a GameCube and an N64 and a couple of Game Boys. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you you missed that room full of awesome. But I guess it's the hunt, right? As well. It's just unfortunate that it takes about 30 arrows to bring down the beast that used to be a one-shot kind of kill. That's the problem. It's expensive now, really expensive. It is. It is. I could never, yeah, I could never imagine. I do think about sometimes to be like, oh, I just, you know. Just sell it all. You slap yourself. um, You know, like now, now the time is perfect. That's the perfect time. Like if you want to get the most value for it, now is the perfect time. But um, because I've been doing it for so long, I'm so attached to it. You know, it's it's been ongoing. I've been, you know, since I was a child. A lot of the stuff that I got is I've had since I was a kid. Yeah, right. Um, So it it makes it. Yeah, like you think about it, but I, I I'm just so attached to it. I don't I don't think I could. Mm. and going back to that kind of discussion about insurance like based on what's what i've kind of got now you know somewhere between three and five thousand dollars if i could walk into a room full of all the cool shit that i love and put it all on a trolley that'd be fine but there's no way that you'd get it back at obviously it's a mute conversation but the the concept of like insurance is almost like tempting fate a little bit you know um if i insure it does, does that mean that something might happen? Like, do I, am I having a premonition? Let's just leave it as it is. Everything's fine. Just <laughs> shut up. Like, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I keep sort of thinking about like what it's like to be a dad and a gamer and, you know, just seeing you there with you guys and the little guy, like, you oh, I'm doing it. This is so good. You know, you can totally bring them into it and stuff. And it, it is fun to have that experience especially when there's like stories and stuff i listen to a couple other podcasts and one guy his little guy who's like only about four or five he's like we they played like one of the metroids and then he kind of explained the story he's like let's go do the other one so now he's playing like all metroid games which he knows off by heart and can kind of one shot i mean in an afternoon or whatever with his with his little mate these stories these tales you know like it's not it's not until you get someone else to experience it with you that you realize there's more to gaming than just kind of like getting through everything at expert level it really does become more of an art and a and a storytelling and experience and it's a shame that those that don't feel that or see that don't feel or see that i guess is a lot of roundabout way of saying it yeah um my uh so alex my eldest he's got a he's got a switch a switch light um and he he loves um super mario super mario 3d world he's better at that game than me actually um he loves daytona both my boys 
love Daytona pretty much as much as me. They sing the theme song around the house randomly. Yeah. Oh my god, um, your, your wife must be just pumped with that. Yeah, yeah, she's ecstatic. But uh, we just <laughs> we just recently, um, which was a, a good experience. Um, Alex and I played through uh, the first Halo um, right. on the Master Chief Collection on Xbox. Yeah. Um, so we did that co-op. Um, a little bit frustrating because he's still pretty young. So yeah. obviously, you know, understanding yeah. it all, I'm doing all the heavy lifting. But um, yeah, that's probably something we're going to continue, you know, play through number two and three together. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to as he gets older and understands it more where we can mm. we can play together, you know, and it's not as frustrating for me. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it is good. I want to pass that on for sure. Yeah, I mean, it is realistically the the future of, I mean, it always has been, and I kind of sound like an old fart, but like the more that our children become uh, adapted to the world of screens, which they are, there's no way we can, we can't stop that. That, that horse has bolted, but the more they do, the more they like my daughter's way into Roblox and I guess my wife and I discussed it and we kind of just watched it and sort of sought and just observed whether we saw any negative and apart from that, kind of like Roblox is pretty secure in that there's not a lot that can go down behind the scenes. You know, I very difficult to groom. I think that's if that's a dark side of it. But even just just generally people being ass bags. Like I've seen some videos of like the the voice chat on like a, an Xbox or a PlayStation network, and some of the words coming out of like ten year old kids in these places. Like you're kidding me. So. It's not that, and we're fine with that. But still, just to watch her go from, I think her account's a couple of years old now, and she's gone from a couple of ladybugs to, I've got rainbow double sapphire flying uber beast this and everything, and I traded that, and uh, old mate even from school's joining me, and he doesn't have a lot, so I can give him a bunch of stuff. And there really is a lot to be gained from those kinds of experiences. And I think... The cinemas aren't there like they used to be for you and I growing up. You know, I saw Mad Max, I saw Return of the Jedi and uh, Empire Strikes Back at the drive-in and things like that. And then there's certainly no like video shops. You know, we had a blockbuster was gone four or five years ago. That was the last one. So they don't get those experiences that we got growing up. And so you've got to embrace these experiences they're having via the modern gaming, whether it be Switch or like... He, your your guys, you know, their version of Zelda is going to be their version of Zelda. HD remake, irrelevant. This is the Zelda I played when I was nine on that trip to Coffs Harbour over Christmas kind of thing, you know. Um, they're so lucky in some ways, but in some ways they miss out on those opportunities we had growing up, time zones and things. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely like, um, yeah, going to going to Blockbuster Video or Video Easy, that was an experience that, you know, they're not going to have that. You know, there's still some arcades around, but, you know, not like sort of when we were growing up. Or grab a um, ticket you know, having, things. Yeah, we, get to, we got to have that interaction with other people and, you yeah. know, go there and, and see that, you know, now everything's online. And yeah, my son, both of them have their own iPads and they, they can use them better than me. I'm actually blown away sometimes when I watch them navigating, you know, and doing things and opening things that I didn't even know existed on there. So mm, mm. that's just, yeah, the way that it is now, I guess. It is. It is. 
Choose you have some stuff. I mean, I'm still flicking through what you got here. You got a Dark Knight 360. Like, it just astounds me the amount of stuff that came out. I've recently noticed for some reason all the different PS3s, like the Spider Man and the Darth Vader, and like, it's endless, bro. It's endless. It is endless, and it's um, for a collector. It's not great. Or no, it I, is good that there's so many different things. But when you want, when you want all of them, yeah, it's great for the collector that's about to think about selling a bunch of stuff. Hey, eh? like, oh, <laughs> might take a trip around Europe. I'll just sell a couple of Dreamcasts. It'll be fine. <laughs> thing. What's so? What's the um? What's what's the goal? I mean, I ask this of people. I know it's kind of a dumb question, but do you have any kind of like? Are you just enjoying it and just keep collecting stuff or are you kind of looking to, you know, is there like something you really want to have a complete collection of, or is that like, that's a question no one wants to answer because they know how hard that would be. Um, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm content. Um, you know, just trying to, trying to collect sustainably, I guess, um, not pay overpay for things. Mm. Um, um, I enjoy I enjoy the hobby. I I only come into Instagram around. I think I started my account in 2020, yep. um, and that's yep. been an experience. I've met like a lot of cool people from there. So you mm. know, other collectors, uh, and I love um, interacting. You know, there's a lot of cool people, and fr- you know, probably lifelong friends I've I've made off there. Mm. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing. I I don't have any ambitions to have a complete collection of anything i just buy the stuff that i enjoy like i buy it if i'm going to play it and i you know had had it as a kid or i rented it as a kid but i never owned it yeah um yeah and i and i like that game that's that's why i buy them you know i don't i don't care how many i've got as long as i've got the ones that i i like or i have an attachment to or some nostalgia for yeah yeah I, I'm looking at two of your posts here. I need, I want to ask you two questions. And one of them is, and then I'm going to ask, I'll ask you this one first. So, how many 360 faceplates do you own? Different faceplates? Because I'm looking at a picture of six, which I'm sure is like a drop in the ocean compared to, there would have been a whole bunch of companies that pumped out random like knockoffs of stuff. But do you have a whole bunch of, different 360 face plates um uh, there is a couple more but the problem is uh, they're in like i've got boxes in cupboards <laughs> mm. so but you don't have not, like 120 or something no 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 there's Just a couple curious. more because they'd be the easiest things to collect and yeah you probably pick yeah. them up randomly here and there too <laughs> the other thing i was gonna ask you about is this shirt it's a sega satin shirt so anybody can go and look at this. So it's sort of like white and red, almost looks like it's from Marlboro. So it's got a big Sega Saturn logo in the middle. And then I'm going to try and make it bigger so I can read everything. Um, there's advertising on the sleeve. It has Yokohama, okay, tires. And then this will be fairly retro for you and I. Um, Answered Australia, which is a long gone um, domestic aviation company used to be you know Qantas and TAA and Ants Australia and then it's got some other stuff and now I read here signed by Mark Scave who is one of the kind of like legendary auto automotive athlete sportsmen in this country 
1996 Sega sponsored the Australian Touring Car Championship. Mark Scaife drove a Holden Commodore covered in Sega livery. And you've got his shirt signed by him, or a shirt signed by him. Holy moly, that's some Aussie right there. That's insane. Yes. And I, I'm, I got that actually pretty cheap. I vaguely remember picking that up because that was uh, actually a very long time ago. Was it signed ago, when you got it? It was signed when I got it. Yeah, I didn't get it signed. It was signed. But I actually was obviously drawn to it because of the Sega Saturn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was signed by by um, by Mark Scaife. So. I mean, for anybody in the US, like the Australian Touring Car Championship is effectively, it's not the same track or type of car, but it's effectively like NASCAR level. Um, so if you had someone from 96 in a NASCAR covered in Seeker Satin shit and you got a shirt and they signed it, that's what's like maybe British touring car type stuff as well. Like that's freaking just, yeah. And again, it just, it shows you where gaming sort of got its hooks in here and there to have an entire team. Like here's Seeger. I mean, we used to have that, uh, was it like whatever the Seeger place was in Darling Harbour in Sydney? Um, yeah, Seeger World Sydney. Seager, like it was real. It used to be real. And now it just sort of seems to be in these pockets or the supernovas or you know the things like that man that's that's i can't believe that even exists <laughs> yeah that and that's like and that's one of the the other things so like you know i won't only collect the games but you yeah. know if it's a shirt or if it's a statue or if it's whatever you know if it's video games i'll just yeah i i love all of that stuff oh look what you've got here a big black Black Power Ranger plushie, movable yep. karate arms. I've got one of those. <laughs> it's just not plushie. I'm sure I saw a posable figure. I'm sure I saw powerful karate arms on this somewhere too. Not, but you can get a red one. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's funny. <laughs> Did you kind of grow up with Power Rangers or do you have a thing or is this because it's a vintage one you picked up? Yeah, that was a vintage one. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Power Rangers um teenage mutant ninja turtles and oh, then yeah. and then pokemon and dragon ball z after that yeah yeah what, what, Those were the main. what was your pokemon era where did you come in off oh, right from the start wow yeah. red so red and blue on game boy and yeah cheese cheese tv every morning before school <laughs> that's funny come on yeah 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 and what about turtles were you there from the start i see you got a bunch in blisters are they og or the repros because they've got the repros no. all up on the wall here yeah, they're the repros. So I got them in a big box set. Um, yeah. They had them at, uh, we got a store down in, in Melbourne or in Geelong, should I say, called yeah. um, Pop Culture. Right. So they just sell all those, you, you know, pops and figurines. Splinter and the Shredder as well. I need to try and track them. Are they from the same series or are they something a bit different? And the box looks the same. Mm, but I mean, they do stuff every year or two. They just keep redoing everything. I didn't. I watch a lot of toy collectors on YouTube and they're kind of like, look, if you like the stuff, but you don't want to muck around, maybe just get the repros because the original ones are like, you know, old toys are starting to feel sticky because they're like slowly dissolving and all that sort of stuff. So it's, they're like, just get the old one, just get the new one. You'll feel the same. Look at them on my wall there. I look at them and I'm like, I don't know the difference. That's right. Yeah. And that's why I got them. I had all those toys as a kid, um, yeah. but obviously, you know, I don't have them now, but um, yeah, you know, I just thought, you know, they're nice and clean in the packaging and yeah, 
you know, are trying to hunt down the OG stuff, it's going to be a couple hundred dollars yeah. each yeah. if you want them, you know, in the packaging. To, I think I paid 15 each for mine or something. Same as like, I've been tempted recently to pick up a couple of the like, like repro He-Man, you know, maybe just get a He-Man and a Skeletor because that's kind of like all that really mattered. Everything else was, people were probably like, no, that's not true. But, you know, if you had those two, you're fine, right? Exactly. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like your life's been very Sega heavy. There's no doubt about that. There's sort of every fourth post is almost something about Sonic. Um, yeah, so my first um, first co- uh, console was, home console was the Master System 2 with Alex Kidd. Right. So I guess that's where my Sega love began. Yeah. Um, and then from there, um, it sort of moved to PS1. So I went basically straight from a master system and a Game Boy to PS1. So you can imagine it was quite a quite a leap, uh, a leap there. But mm. yeah, from from there on, I was hooked. Once I had the PS1, um, that's just hooked me, and mm. I've been addicted pretty much to to collecting and playing games mm. since then. Mm. So, um, total tangent. So, what's your feeling about the new? Um, halo based series that's about to come out as in like tv or is it already out uh, I, I, I might have missed it i don't know now nah, it's coming out on uh this thursday the 24th are you, are you pumped March. yep yeah i'm pumped for it it looks but, good um i know some people have got a couple of gripes with it but um i think overall they live in their good. mum's they live in their mum's basement that's fine they, they're like star wars fans you just yeah. can't please them. yeah so <laughs> as a as a non halo fan but sees Master Chief and identifies him and says, that two looks pretty badass. I wish I had a little bit more understanding. And you being the exact opposite to that, how do you think the series is going to land? Like as a non, do I need to do some research? Can I, should I go and play the first game a bit? Or I think I watched like, is it Reach or something? It was like at an academy. And I was like, oh, that seems cool. I don't see any Master Chief, dude. I'm confused now. Um, now, nah, so I think with uh, with this series, from from what I've read and understand, it's basically you don't it, they want to bring new people into the series, so you yeah. actually don't need to have any knowledge of Master Chief or Halo. This is this is going to be its own storyline. Okay, yeah. So, so I, it's I think I have mentioned like like Cortana, the AI is like in it somewhere or something. So there's like there's still links in the universe. But it's not um. So it's not Master Chief. Is that what you're saying? It's something. No, else. it is Master Chief. Right. But it's just a whole different storyline. So it's not the storyline based on the games. Oh, so they're gonna like yeah. try to retcon the entire story. And and the Cortana. That's um. So people were complaining because she doesn't. She's not sort of. She doesn't have that blue glow like she does. You know, transparency in the right. games. But right. The, the actor, the Cortana actor, it's actually the lady who voices Cortana in the games. So oh, it's actually, you know, it's legit. It's, um, yeah, it looks good. It, mm. it looks good. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I want, I can't imagine I have quite the punch. Do you remember when the first kind of images of Sonic came out for the movie and it was like all like <laughs> roided up and just like bumpy in the wrong places? And the world's like, no, just don't. Just, I'm like, that was interesting. I don't believe in cancel culture. I believe everyone has a right to opinion, but I don't like it. But I was like, I'm on board with this one. Where do I sign? Because that was yeah. weird. 
Yep, that was that was shocking. I don't know what they were thinking when they came up with that design, but I'm glad that they suffered the backlash that they did. They yep. fixed up the design. Yeah. Um, and the movie was actually really good. I, watched I enjoyed it. it. I loved it. Yeah, my I'm son not, loves it. Yeah, I'm not a fanboy. My daughter and I really enjoyed it. We're looking forward to the second one. I'm I've grown up as a Jim Carrey fan, so I hope he never dies. And it's kind of right up his alley. That weird character, he kind of like pet detective mask cable guy type of type of stuff like he can be an odd cat and he deserves those roles and that was an odd cat role yep and he fitted it and he he pulled it off and yeah i think he really worked in that role yeah for sure for sure okay well i will give it more attention then it's one of those things i've tried not to pay too much attention to because yeah i don't want to get that kind of um negative vibe going oh this will be terrible probably and if it's like if it's a one episode in and i feel like it's probably they will the the people in their mum's basements were probably right then <laughs> unfortunately i might not give it a, a a fair chance so um what do you think as a person that's about to me about to um get a x an og xbox and i'm about to get a 360 um what do you what do you think I should get into first? Because everything I get for it, hopefully it's going to be kind of free. Because I'm going to like, well, the OG I'm going to Rocky Five it as soon as I get it. I've got all the bits. Do you, do you like RPGs? No, I'm probably more of a uh, sort of brawler shooter. I'll give drivers a go, but no, not really RPGs. I mean, I've tried a few little things. I'm I'm probably like the the fussiest gamer. Like the oldest, oldest sort of retro stuff is what I like. But I mean, PS3, what did I enjoy? I mean, I've, I've got um, the Ghostbusters video game, which I started playing on PS2 and I was like, no, I want this better. So I got that on PS3 and you know, I could work through that. And I think as soon as I saw the Xbox, I'm like, I'm going to have to play this Halo game. I'm not very good at twin stick first person shooters, but if there's a story and it's enjoyable, I'll give it some time, you know? Yep. So Halo, Halo's a given. The reason why I asked if you like RPGs is I'm I'm not into RPGs. I actually okay. don't don't enjoy them. But um, Fable on OG Xbox right. and uh, Xbox 360 yep. is an awesome yep. series. I could okay. highly re- highly recommend highly recommend that. Um, if you're into brawlers, uh, Dead or Alive Three is awesome. And I think I'm more into like go right and fight as opposed yeah, so to two person fighters. So my next suggestion, it's not a very common title, but um, there's a OG Xbox There's a Sega game. It was an arcade game. It's called spike out. Yeah. Right. But basically you just, you pick a character and you go around and, you know, bash people up effectively. Yes, um, yes. Definitely would check that out. Um Xbox 360. Um, I actually really enjoyed playing. Uh, there's a series called Condemned. Hmm. I only really enjoyed the first one. It's sort of like a a, a walkthrough investigation fighting horror game. Right. Really enjoyed the first one. The second one, the story just got way too weird, and you know, sort of got really really funky but the first one was really good so mm. I'd, I'd recommend checking that out well it looks like i was just looking through some of the photos that my mother-in-law sent me so the 360 it's got fable 2 with it um yeah 
I tried to play, I think, like the first Assassin's Creed. And I was like, I don't need a walk simulator. Um, I've got too much to do in my day. And it just kind of bored me, you know, unfortunately. I, I feel you. I'm not into I played the first one. And then after that, I was just like, now. Nah. I just found I was riding this horse for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, I get it. This is cool. And I will, and I will do that with a lot of games. You know, like I listen to a lot of podcasts and like the other day someone was talking about, um, what's it called? Um, I can't remember. Oh, Truxton on the Mega Drive. And I was like, oh, it sounds rad. And like, well, I've got an Everdrive. So I came home and I bombed it up and I was like, awesome. And I gave it 45 minutes of my life. And I'm like, I may not do it again, but I've I've had a go and I've, I've experienced it. And I understand what I was saying about the soundtrack. And I, I find even with the modern consoles, like I tried to when I got the PS3, PS3, I tried to play Red Dead 1, Redemption or whatever it's called, the cowboy game. And I was like, man, this is just, I feel like I've actually got a life. I can't do this. I be riding along a road and I hear this voice and some dude's getting strung up by some bandits. I'm like, my little moral switch went off and I had to go over and rescue him and, <laughs> He's like, oh, my wife lives so far away, but I need to collect all these daisies to give to her. And I'm, next thing I'm picking flowers, I was like, I'm supposed to be back at this town with this farmer's wife. And this is it's three hours. So um, I can't do that. Man. I can't do that. I just need a, a, a platformer with a level. I'm bad with it. Okay, I get it. Thanks for making Mickey Mouse fun again kind of thing. You know, so I'm fearful of these modern consoles. <clears throat> yeah so all right i look forward to a bit of halo then i do well look um i think um i've probably taken up a bunch of your time i really i could probably just sit here and and this would be so boring for everybody else and maybe even <laughs> boring for you and you might go i forgot i had that but like anybody can just flick through your instagram and just get like a rainbow with like everything like there's like we've discussed everything right 360 we haven't even really talked about gamecube you got a lot of gamecube um you know you want to do you want to talk about a bit of gamecube before we kind of wrap this up because you do seem to have a bunch of gamecube yeah gamecube um another well i do yeah i do enjoy gamecube another nintendo console that's getting pretty pricey to collect for yeah uh, most of the stuff that i've i've got for gamecube i've had since of you know purchase the console um but yeah a lot of a lot of good games uh definitely one of my favorites luigi's mansion um yeah, I, I love have, that series i have experienced that i love it um i picked up a couple of like uh wave bird knockoffs of facebook marketplace for like 30 bucks they were the left like shoulder button was like it would always be on and when I opened it up, you could see some of the plastic slag was still there. And I, I fixed that. They were, they were an awful orange all over. So I just pulled them apart and a bit of matte black and a bit of matte purple. And they're really cool. The difference when these and an actual wave bird is an actual wave bird has like, you can select your frequency, whereas these are like, they're matched. So if I lose this, I might as well throw this in the bin. But um, Luigi's Mansion is so cool. Hey, it's just kooky and it's got a few little jump frights here and there and it's just beautiful beautiful Good storytelling yeah 
yeah i yeah yep. what else what else gamecube have you sort of got that you're fond of and probably never get rid of uh definitely resident evil resident evil 4 i've actually um i've got the chainsaw i don't know if you can see that but i've yeah, got I the chainsaw controller and this limited edition which um was a GameStop in the us right. the tin casing that's pretty um rare. so yeah they're, they're pretty um they're pretty awesome so that's um yeah that's just another system you know both the gamecube and 64 they're just getting so pricey <laughs> yeah. i know everything i know everything is but yeah yeah nintendo we all know nintendo stuff is um <laughs> is where the money's at and it's it's the burden or the curse of a console that didn't do that well um that now people want it back in their life and it's not like you know games didn't they didn't sell a million of everything and a lot of stuff probably got put in a in a hole in the ground with atari's et and just they didn't put out as much so now it's just so hard to get hold of which is it's ironic that what no one wanted now is worth so much more and those gamecube <laughs> people are like ha i told you i told you yeah but we're going to kind of wrap it up but i do want to finish on this one because i guess we talked about dads and stuff um one of your posts here and it's you and your dad on your birthday in 94 and your first Game Boy, and he's playing it like a like a boss. <laughs> you know, he's sitting there. He looks like you're in a pizza hut or something. I'm not sure. McDonald's. McDonald's. Wow, look at the – you can barely tell what it is. It's everything in the 90s. It's just so rad. And he's like like a boss. And so what, is that like a clear DMG or a clear color? Clear DMG, yeah. So it's I got that for my birthday. There. Yeah, got it for my birthday. Um, got the Tetris, obviously. Yeah, and I can't, I can't quite remember if it was um, I got the Game Boy first or the the Master System. Yeah, it was one of those two. But that's yeah, that was the very beginning of right. this gaming gaming His journey. Fault. No, he he didn't get it for me. Oh. Um, it, was my, it was my grandma who got it for me. Oh. Um, he must have been showing me or helping me play or something like that. But he looks um, like he's having a good go at it. And you're sitting there in your like a black Orlando magic hoodie type yeah. thing. So just good. <laughs> Look at him in the flannel shirt and the flannel jacket at an the old fashion back then. At an old Mac is so <laughs> so good. Yeah, man. So and now it's your turn to um. Except it's not their grandma it's you going it's get, me yeah get some of this in your mate <laughs> exactly i'm yep. passing it on yeah good stuff all right well look we will sort of work into sort of wrapping this up i guess i'm sadly arvo and we've both got some families to get back to but i do appreciate your time um <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> and so normally at the end i i sort of um give the give you the opportunity to kind of uh, plug a few people or yourself or other things that you're supportive of and things like that. And it doesn't always have to be gaming related, you know, maybe some suppliers that have helped you. You mentioned that um, two happy gamers and stuff, and I'll get some information. I can put all this in the show notes later. Uh, and I always kind of kick the can for someone. Um, and for this episode, it's uh, Andy, which is actually Tendo209 on Instagram, T N D O. 209 um and he's just got one of those accounts that i just love to see i mean i he's in toronto i've chatted with him a bit i don't so it's not, it's not, 
things aren't amazing, but things aren't like just average. He puts the effort in and he just uh, comes up with some really nice predominantly game boys, you know, but when he's got a picture here, it's just a nice Tetris and there's Tetris cart next to a box. I'm like, I just like to see that stuff is out in the world, you know, and um, yeah, if you like just having things in your feed that make you feel good about a justify your own addiction um, and look great, Tendo 209 and you'll feel good about yourself and uh, you'll enjoy his content because it's so much pretty cool. A lot of, lot of doing his own builds. <laughs> He's got this uh, a pocket, which is predominantly green, but in the middle is Homer slowly fading back into the hedge. <laughs> so you just see his face in his shirt. And it's like, there's there's a percent of a percent of a percent of certain people in the world that are going to look at that and go, I love Game Boys. The pocket's my favorite. I grew up on Simpsons. And that is one of the best moments of Simpsons ever. So <laughs> if I wasn't following him already, I would definitely be following him now. That's amazing. Um, so that's me. So I'm going to hand it over to you and let you kind of like wave the flag for yourself or whoever. And um, yeah, the conch is yours. Awesome. Thank you. So yeah, um, I'll just give a shout out to a couple of people because um, there, there's so many people I've met off the Instagram yeah. community. And I appreciate um, and that. You in, can't remember everybody, you know, it's exactly it's a bit exactly. of an ambush, we're, but you can pick a few. Yeah. We've been, um, we've been doing sort of some, um, some meetups in Melbourne um, yeah, and cool. I've met so many people. It's actually, and everyone's been friendly and, yeah. you know, really nice. So gagging um, for human contact. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We've all been locked up. So um, I'll definitely will give a shout out to my um, my gaming partners who all of these people have sort of supported me when I sort of started in. So Leo 10J, um, he's a guy up in um, in WA and he does some great uh, photos. Vintage Player One, um, yeah. he's in Melbourne and we've met up a few times. Um, he's a great guy. His name's also Johnny. And um, Chin Pokemon Master. So those those guys, um, they all do great sort of photography and you know a mix of a mix of everything. So if you um, yeah if you if you're looking for someone new to follow, definitely um, give those guys a follow. And um, finally, uh, not video game related, but um, my wife is actually a virtual assistant. So she works from home, but she can build websites and um, you know do a bit of accounting and. Um, social media so if anyone is actually looking for a virtual assistant my wife's business is uh streamlined virtual um and i can send her her um instagram page so no if anyone needs a virtual assistant definitely yeah, yeah. hit her up yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a funny thing you know so you can't just turn up at a at a local market and just sort of put your tent up and sell your wares and you it sort of opens up all these opportunities where, oh, I would like to have a shop at a local churn side, but I could never afford the rent. But all of a sudden with these like things like Etsy and even eBay and things like, like, well, what should I do? Which way should I go? What works best for most people that are trying to achieve what I'm trying to achieve? So I think in our kind of hobby, if you're someone that's buying and selling games and trying to build a bit of a business out of it, you might be able to do with someone like that who's seen it all before. Exactly. Yep. This yeah. is all started from um, lockdown and um, COVID. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, it's a good, good opportunity. And she's making the business of it, like doing. Yeah. So it's her, her own business. She's been doing it for um, almost two years now. Um, and she's got a fair, fair few clients and, oh, awesome. um, yeah, been building websites. And yeah, it's, she's doing well. Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. No worries. 
Uh, and then when you get a bunch, sell a bunch of stuff off, she can help you set up a website. And <laughs> yeah, it might be the next thing when I need to sell some stuff, I might need a website to sell it all. And I'm sure she'll help me. You'll put the website up and then like middle of the night, you'd be like, get it down, get it down. It can't be done. It can't be, I can't do that. I, can't do that. Uh, I, I dread the feeling of, yeah, having to do that. I'm a very sentimental type person. And most of what I have in this room is some of it's through circumstance, but most of it's like, I like that. That reminds me of, I don't know what, but it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And to let it go would be a odd experience. Um, I envy those that can just buy things and then go, don't need it now. I'm selling it. Um, good on them. Thank you for selling me the stuff you don't need. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't either, but can afford today. That's great. All right, bud. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your collection. Um, this country's starting to open up. I would love to come down and I can have a catch up with you at Bartronic here and just say good day. And we've had a few little meets here. So, uh, all the best wishes to your wife and your boys. Your boys are in good hands. There's no doubt about that. Um, super jealous. I wish I grew up with a dad surrounded with like, you know, $10,000 dream casts. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And uh, keep collecting. And I personally, certainly, I think a bunch of people that are listening will be following along and trying to work out what you're up to now and what you're collecting next and just thinking, oh, better him than me. That's all I'll say. <laughs> No, thank you for having me on. Um, I really appreciate it. I always love to talk video games. And yep. um, yeah, it's been great. Always it's been welcome. Fun. Always welcome. You're in my time zone. You're always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, no worries. Uh, you have a great rest of your weekend. And you and I'll definitely be in touch because um, you got to find me a cheap Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. No yeah. worries. Good luck, mate. Sort of thing. <laughs> All right, bud. I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, mate.